Hello, hello, Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. Uh, Ephesians 5.14 says this, Awake, awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. That was spoken to believers, not unbelievers. The Lord is awakening the hearts of his people in this time, in this hour, to see Jesus rightly, to know who we are in Christ Jesus, to know the power that we possess through the Holy Spirit, to understand our purpose right now in this time, to destroy the works of the enemy, and to truly be a light in this world, because we need the light in this world right now. And so we have, uh, if you're new to the show, we have incredible uh, guests from around the world, worship leaders, artists, pastors, prophetic people, authors, teachers, uh, missionaries from around the world that carry the heart of Jesus, that have a message from heaven in this time and in this hour. And so also there's a lot of teachings on the show as well. We break down, we had a teaching on first love. We talk about the fear of the Lord. We talk about the fullness of Christ, our identity, the finished work of Christ. And so um, if you are familiar with the show, thank you so much for tuning in every single week. We have an episode releasing every Monday on charismapodcastnetwork.com. You can also go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Audible, pretty much anywhere podcasts are listened to and tune in. You could also go to YouTube, okay? If you go to YouTube, you can subscribe. You'll get notifications, all of that stuff. You could like all of that so we can get this out to more people. Um, I, I don't want to take any more time here. I want to have my guest on the show today. His name is Torn Wells. Many of you may know who he is. He's a celebrated platinum-selling musician. He's a preacher, a public speaker. He's a father. Uh, he's about to be a pastor of a new church in Austin, Texas. Um, he's an eight GMA Dove Awards winner. He's a 10 Grammy nominations, and he also a uh, Billboard Music Award nomination as well. Um, he resides in Texas with his wife and his four sons, and the Wells family uh, recently announced, like I said, they'll be planning a church in Austin in January of 2024, coming up here soon, um, called Church of Whitestone. And so today we're going to be talking about his latest EP, which is called Take It All Back. So Torin, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much, man. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's a joy to have you on the show. And so um, for those, I know I gave a little bit of background, but for those who uh, might not be familiar with your music, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Well, you said a lot of it. Um, married to Lorna. We've been married for 12 years. Got four little boys, 10, 7, 5, and 2, Canaan, Lost, Navy, and Banner. Come on. And been making music for a long time. Uh, have always felt called to ministry and have always worked within the construct of a local church. Yeah. And we've just felt recently called to planting a brand new church in mm. Austin, Texas. Mm. So we're adding another lane to the highway. Oh man. Got the family in the car. And uh, <laughs> we're just pursuing God's purpose, man. That's awesome, man. I love what to see what the Lord's doing in Austin, Texas, especially. There's beautiful movements and churches um starting to spring up in Austin, which is much needed. And so you're answering the call of God, man. It's gonna be a wild journey. Yeah, it is. It is, <laughs> but we're excited. That's awesome. Well, tell us about Take It All Back. I know that every EP, every album has a message behind it. Obviously, I'm going to I'm going to talk about each song. We're going to go through it a little bit just to kind of, you know, get the message, but at the same time, what was on your heart when you were releasing this album? Why now Take It All Back? Take It All Back is a declaration for people to go reclaim 
the victories and promises that Jesus already paid for Come on. that have been either taken away or at times given away. Mm. And at any point, we have authority and permission to go back and get our peace, to get our joy, to get our family, um, to get our security, and to move forward into the territory that that God has spoken over our lives. So it's just that anthem uh, for people to step into their identity as victorious followers of Jesus, like more than conquerors. Mm -hmm. We do not have to be victims. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I, I hope that that's inspiring people and resonating with people uh, loved having we the kingdom on the song loved having Davies on the song. It just took it to another level. So excited to see how God uses it. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely start with that song because when, um, when I knew I was going to have you on the show, I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta get this album on. So I listened to take it all back. And it was exactly what the Lord has been stirring in my heart, speaking to me in this hour. My wife and I, we planted a church awake in Dallas here in Dallas at the beginning of this year. And so we stepped into a new role. We've been missionaries. We met on the mission field. We did itinerant ministry for many years. I was in the business realm and still am. And then the Lord called us this year to uh, start Awaken Dallas. And so just shepherding people, just seeing what the enemy has tried to do in so many lives and just seeing some brokenness in areas where people need redemption. And just, you know, as we as we began this church, we really said, this is all about the presence of God. We want to worship him. We want him to be preeminent. Jesus is above all things. And then from there, I really felt like a call to, hey, there's all these attacks going on, all these people that are struggling with this and that, whether it's family, whether it's finance, whether it's, you know, addiction or whatever it may be. We need to stand in our authority in Christ. And as Mm -hmm. I listened to the song, I was actually developing a message just behind the word awaken, how we need to awaken in this hour. We cannot slumber. We need to be suited up. We need to be armed. And so I've been, I've been blasting that in my vehicle. I got my five-year-old son, like, take it all back. Just like singing, (laughs) singing it with me, but come on, like Jesus paid it all. That's right. Freedom is ours. Peace is ours. And so, um, I just feel like this is very timely, this song, because as believers, we need, we need to know who we are and exercise that. That's right. Absolutely. And that's that's really the heart of Whitestone, the church we're planting in Austin, Mm -hmm. uh, that the greatest question people are asking today is, who am I? Mm. And there are so many voices trying to break through to answer that question for people. Mm -hmm. But the best that any one can really give is commentary or criticism Mm -hmm. because they are not the creator. Every design has a designer. Every creation has a creator. If we're going to get people to discover who they really are, then we need to go to the one who owns the exclusive copyright to their soul, (laughs) their life, their dreams. And my framework tells me that that is Jesus. Mm -hmm. So let's go back to the architect if we're going to study the blueprint. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to get people down to who they really are. There are so many things that we identify as, you know, pieces that make us who we are, but they only exist on the surface, Mm -hmm. whether that's race, nationality, sexuality, status, you know, uh, money, Mm -hmm. popularity, fame, platform, all of that. It's all superficial. It's all surface level. And the lie of the enemy is to get you believe to believe 
that any one of those things makes up the whole of who you are. Mm -hmm. And that's just not true. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to get people to their white stone. Mm -hmm. And that's taken from Revelation 2.17, to the one who overcomes, I'll give a white stone with a name engraved on it that only they know. So our question to people is, is it possible that there is a you that you haven't met yet? Is there a divine design beneath the surface of all the things that you've come to believe make you who you are? Um, is there a name in heaven that you're known by that is still unknown to you? And if there is a name, then there's an identity, a purpose attached to that because names carry callings. Mm. So we want to get them, get them to who they really are. And it just sounds like a similar heartbeat to what you're doing in Dallas and through all of your other platforms as well. So mm -hmm. I'm happy to be alongside you, man, trying to point people back to the real thing. Come on, man. Come on. I love to hear. I didn't realize that uh, that's, um, you know, Church of the White Stone, how you took it directly from that. But it's beautiful because we see in part now and we can discover on this side of glory, we can discover our identity. We can discover our calling and purpose. But there will be a day where we fully are aware yeah. when we stand before the Lord. And so that is. But man, come on. I love that. That is so good. Yes. That is yeah, so good. We, we at least have enough clues to get us moving in the direction of eternity. Yes. That's the hope. Like, no one will really, even, you know, Christianity has done this to a fault at times into painting the false picture that we're going to find our total and complete fulfillment mm. in this life. It's just not going to happen. We're not made for here. So we're not going to be fulfilled until we're in God's presence. We're not going to fully understand who we are until we're in his presence. Yeah. Our hope is that we just move people toward that possibility mm -hmm. of having that final day where you look into the face of Jesus and say, this, this is what it was all for. Yes. This is who I really am. This is. So I, I get passionate about it. You know that. <laughs> you got to be. Jeremiah 29, 11. You know, I knew you before I formed you. Mm -hmm. So before I had a shape, before I had a body, before I had a hair texture, before I had preferences, there was someone God knew. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, trying to get people back to that understanding. They're a soul with a body, mm -hmm. not the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, passion's a good thing, man. You're in good company because the Apostle Paul said, woe is me if I don't preach this gospel. Yeah. Jer <laughs> yes, Jeremiah exactly. said, I didn't want to speak the word, but it was like it was uh, it was shut up in my bones like fire and I had to get it out. <laughs> That's really good. Really <laughs> got to be passionate, man. He died for us in, you know, in passion and bloody passion. He died for us and we get to share this gospel to be compelled by the love of God to reach people. Yeah. And so I want to I want to transition into your song Crazy About You. This song has blessed me. I'm glad you put it on this album as well on this EP uh because it really blessed me. We need to be reminded of these truths every single day. One thing I always like to say is we were created first as worshipers and then from that place we are warriors. From that place. 
mm-hmm. are lovers of Jesus Christ first, and from that place we are co-laborers with him in his harvest field. But first we are lovers. And mm-hmm. so, and the reality is we, you know, we can't drum up love for God. It's because he so loved us and shed his love in our heart by the Holy Spirit that we get to pour love back to him. But this song is such a beautiful reminder of the cross, of his passion, and of the love of God. Tell me a little bit about this song. Man, it kind of came to life for me when I was tucking my then four-year-old mm-hmm. in at night. And, you know, you go through your whole thing. You got kids, you know. Mm-hmm. There are all these little things they come to expect <laughs> from us right before bed. Yep. Stalling tactics. Yep. But mm-hmm. we acquiesce. So we got into this, like, I love you war one night. And every parent knows how this goes. I said, I love you, buddy. He's like, I love you more. <laughs> I'm like, well, I love you most. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I love you most, most. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, long day. You've been there. I'm like, okay, I'm going to let you have this one. I don't know if it was my competitive nature or what, but I just had to poke my head back in that room one more time and be like, bro, I love you infinity times infinity. <laughs> and there was just silence from under those little dinosaur covers. Yeah. And I could just imagine his brain exploding. Like, <laughs> what is infinity? Like, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. But I just don't want there to ever be a question in his mind of if he could love me more than I love him. And I think. A lot of religious activity has lulled us into the belief that we could actually demonstrate more love for God than he has demonstrated Mm. for us. Mm. And that crazy about you is just the reminder of God saying, no, I love you more, Mm -hmm. like more, more than more than all of your practices and more than your rituals and more than your routines and more than your giving and more than all of the things that you do for me and more than you, you think that you love me. I have loved you. I have loved you. Mm -hmm. And it's incomparable. It's, you know, you mentioned Paul earlier. Oh, that you would know the height and the depth, like this multidimensional transformational relentless love that did not wait for us to realize who god was but loved us while we were sinners mm-hmm. like some people have a problem with this song <laughs> and i say if you have a problem with this song you do not understand right. what paul was talking about and you don't understand the love of god If you're trying to fit God's love within the realm of logic, Mm -hmm. you will always be uncomfortable with it because it doesn't fit and things that don't fit are uncomfortable. So I'm trying to get people to understand. Let's go back to the scripture that says for a righteous person, someone might die. For someone especially good, perhaps someone would lay down their life. Yeah. But God demonstrated his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. What what greater love is there than that? So I hope people are reminded of it. I hope people are challenged by it, honestly. 
mm-hmm. uh, to reevaluate their thinking mm-hmm. and to understand the the measure of what we have freely received. Yeah. It's his love that surpasses knowledge. <laughs> that surpasses yes. the ability for our finite minds to comprehend this love. But yes. I love that you say he's not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing because people think that if we just keep talking about the love of God, keep talking about the love of God, and he loves us regardless of our performance or what we do, then we're suddenly just going to drop the ball and just sin and just do whatever we want. But our new creation hearts crave righteousness and hate wickedness. And when we receive the love of God, it frees us up to be who we really are, holy and righteous right. saints. And so but people get scared. People get scared. They want to control. They want to use fear-mongering tactics because, mm-hmm. you know, people are just going to go crazy. No, we need to know how much he loves us because most believers are honestly bound with condemnation, guilt, shame, which which keeps us in bondage cycles. That's right. Absolutely. Totally agree. Wonderfully said. (laughs) And so, man, I love I love that you wrote this song. I love that you put it on your newest EP because it's also on uh, the album you released in 2020. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I love that, man. And then your song Scene on this album it's got it's got a you know a similar gospel message in terms of hey listen in our mess in our in our choices in the stuff that we experience in life he knows who he created us to be and we're seen and we have an identity of christ that's that's what i got from the song but tell me a little bit about your heart behind this one yeah my favorite line in that song is um i don't want to live on the surface and pretend to be walking on water when honestly I'm sinking. Mm. You see the best in me. Mm. So this whole, and I I lived in this prison of trying to project an image of perfection or what I thought looked like perfection. Mm -hmm. And you just end up bound in a situation that, you were created to be free from and while trying to be admired and loved you're actually creating more distance and more separation from the opportunity to be loved it's in our weaknesses expressed mm-hmm. that we get to experience the full strength of God's grace. Mm-hmm. It's perfected not in our perfection. <laughs> That's right. Or in our weakness. Come on. And I I'm I'm just I'm grateful for the grace of God that broke me out of that prison of not public opinion, personal opinion. That's right. Who I who I thought that I was supposed to be and had the power to become uh without the the grace of God. So I just want people from this song to take away that they are treasured and cherished, Mm. that being less visible doesn't make you less valuable, Mm. that you are seen by God, deeply seen Mm -hmm. in a world where we really measure people by the extent of their fame or being well known through this song i want people to know that being known well 
is a much greater treasure. Mm. So to to put yourself in the position in that lyric in particular is like, I'm not going to pretend to be something that I'm not. I'm not going to pretend to have it all together when I feel like I'm falling apart. And I hope that gives people permission to feel so that they have permission to heal. Mm. Man, that's really good. And I think just to kind of, I saw, I saw a reel that you, that um, was on your page. I don't know when you preach this message or if it was just an, like an exhortation at church or whatever, but you talk, you, you, you took out some guitar strings and you, and you talked about how, you know, and you could probably share it way better than me, but you talked about the necessity or the, or the, um, the power of being connected to the head and the body, um, to, to, to fulfill our purpose. And, um, and I love that. I would I can't, because I think this connects here. Because for me, when I talk about Ephesians five fourteen, and it says, "Awake, awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you." The the verses before that talk about taking that which is in the darkness and bringing it into the light, so that it becomes light. So we're mm-hmm. supposed to be seen and vulnerable with Christ, so that He can mm-hmm. pour grace and strength into us in our weakness. But yeah. then also so the body of Christ. Yes. Also the body yeah. of Christ to be known in trusted relationship to see that mm-hmm. take place. So I don't know. I loved, I love that. So maybe you want to share that. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, the heart of that is really because in our culture, individualism is the highest value. Mm. So do you be you be your authentic self, you know, all of that. I, I don't know. <laughs> maybe you could make a case for that. I'm not buying it. Mm. Uh, The whole idea of individual achievement has been celebrated in Western culture for I don't know how long. You know, back when I was in grade school, we had this whole chart and you went through like this system of like you were a peasant and then you were a knight and then you were a barren and then you were uh, you know all of these things and it was based on your individual achievements in the class mm-hmm. and our culture celebrates this the problem is you carry that into your professional life yeah and so then it's not about what you can bring to a relationship it's what you get from a relationship it's transactional there's teaching in the church that people are scaffolding and they're there to help you up and then you know, sometimes you got to take them down and then you go to the next thing. I could see making a case for that in some situations. I do think some relationships are seasonal. However, if you build your life on individualism, you're building your life on you. Mm -hmm. So when you get to the end of your life, all you're going to have is you. Mm -hmm. That is a terrifying proposition Mm -hmm. that when we were created for others, all we end up with is us. And the trap in our culture especially is climb as high as you can go, build what you can build, but you end up creating a personal kingdom Mm where your only roommates are loneliness, depression, anxiety, fear, and addiction, but then we call it success. Yeah, yeah. 
There, that that is so upside down. Success is connected to other people. Mm-hmm. People want autonomy and not attachment because we think being connected to something bigger than ourselves makes us less of ourselves. But being connected to something bigger than ourselves gives us the catalyst we need to become everything mm-hmm. that we were created to be. And by the way, to fulfill the law of Christ and bearing each other's burdens. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole it's a whole thing that I'm passionate about. And speaking of Ephesians, the I took it from the scripture that says that God has made Christ the head of the church, and the church is now his body. So the church is not brick and mortar, it's flesh and bone. It's yeah. people. Christ is the head. We have to be connected to Christ and connected to his body to actually operate in our purpose. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not going to say that that's not difficult. Yeah. It is difficult. But God uses the church to make us look like himself. And if we're going to look like Jesus, we're going to have to go through what Jesus went through. The good things and the bad things, which means we're going to be offended. We're going to be betrayed. We're going to be misunderstood. But will we still keep showing up for the people that Jesus values? Yeah. And that that's the question we got to answer in ourselves. Oh, 100%. Well, do we just want the power of his resurrection? Or are we also okay with the fellowship of his sufferings? <laughs> the apost- okay. I'm coming to Dallas. You keep talking like that. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, that's what the Apostle Paul said. He said, all of my accolades, all of my Jewishness, all of my tribe of Benjamin, all of my following the law perfectly is mm-hmm. worth nothing compared to the excellency of knowing him and that I may know him in the fellowship of his sufferings, the power of his resurrection, being conformed even unto his death. And yeah. so that is not the popular message of today. But that is the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. We experience resurrection as we also embrace, you know, the cup of suffering and the cup of joy. You know, this is this is what life this is what life is. But if you want to live godly in Christ Jesus, you will be persecuted. These are gospel realities that we don't often talk about because they aren't they aren't feel good things to the flesh. But I, I thank you for, you know, for being a servant of Jesus, for using the favor that God gave you and for using the platform that God gave you and preaching the authentic gospel and um, and so and, and living it out, man. And so thank you. Bless you, bro. I really that this album is definitely it's not just, you know, it's it's great musically. You know, the songs are amazing, but it carries a rich, heavy gospel reality, which is what we need. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. Come on. Grateful for your words. Come on, man. And so, hey, before we close out this podcast, man, tell us a little bit more. For those who are in Austin, Texas, or maybe they're locating the Austin, tell us a little bit more about your heart behind Church of the Whitestone. I know you shared with us a little bit already, but uh, and maybe tell us about the launch and everything like that. Yeah, so we get this thing kicked off January 28th. Right now is a great time to be a part because we are putting together the DNA of what the church is going to be. It's exciting to see the community coming together. Um, we have several hundred people at this point who have said, this is my church Come on. Uh, from various walks of life. 
Uh, we've baptized several people already. Oh. Uh, just we're not waiting to have church to be the church. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to meet the needs of the community. We've donated to several organizations, um, and we're starting with community groups, small groups. Uh, you know, doing some get-togethers, vision parties, interest meetings. Uh, if people want to know more and follow along, they can go to yourwhitestone.org and uh, follow along with us on socials as well, Your White Stone. Got it. All right, I'm going to put all that in the description section for everybody who wants to check that out. And so thank you so much for your time, man. I know you got a lot going on. I'm sure you're you're touring. I'm sure you got a lot of different things happening. And so for those who want to find out more about your music and everything, is there another spot they can go to? Tornwells.com. Okay. Tor- Tornwells.com. And then, of course, my socials at Tornwells. Spotify, all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right man any closing thoughts man just thank you so much for having me on today grateful for the opportunity to share about what god wants for people everything yeah. that we talk about within the context of white stone is our hope for you mm-hmm. our hope for people is that they discover their god-authored identity through wholehearted relationship with jesus Mm-hmm. that you will not find yourself until you find yourself a savior. Come on. We just happen to believe that his name is Jesus. He loves you. He's for you. And if you're on the other side of this equation, you're a Christ follower, man, do not keep your faith to yourself. Share it with people. There are people desperately in need and searching for the answers you possess. And this is metaphorically speaking, but I've had this realization. I don't want to get to the other side of eternity and have people looking at me asking, why didn't you tell me? Why, why, why didn't you tell me this? Why didn't you help me? Why didn't you take the chance and invite me to something? Uh, so get in there. That's the church planner in me. But get in there. Get out there. Uh, and tell people about what God's done for him. Come on. Well, I want to, I feel in my heart to close this thing out in prayer and I want to pray for you and church of the white stone. So Lord, I just thank you right now for what you're doing in the earth. I thank you for what you're doing in Austin, Texas. I thank you for this man of God that you have raised up in this time, in this hour. I thank you, Lord, for protecting him. I thank you, Lord, for your ministering angels and for your angels surrounding him and his family. I thank you for protecting his children, his wife, his family members. I thank you, Lord God, for bringing him the right team, the right people. I thank you, Lord, for increasing his discernment in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that he's going to know exactly who to partner with and who not to partner with. I thank you, Jesus, that you are empowering him in this time, in this hour. I thank you that you're giving him wisdom. You are giving him understanding because all of that is found in you, Christ. And I thank you that the foundation of this church is Christ and you are the cornerstone. And I thank you that you are building your church um, and the gates of hell will not prevail in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I just bless him, his ministry, his music, and the church in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, man. Come on, man. Bless you. Thank you for taking the time today, man. It means a lot. Yes, sir. We'll see you soon. All right, man. Later.
For those who are tuned in, thank you so much for joining us on Awaken Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get it out to more people so they can be blessed, they can be awakened, they can be strengthened by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Bless you, and I'll speak to you next time on Awaken Podcast. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, Just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter his presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org lifeportoutintl.org or you can go to destinyimage.com the audiobook is available as well on amazon.com as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com and so bless you guys grab a copy of immersed in his glory thank you